Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, the Lactation Consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And, hi. What are we doing hi. first? We're doing, re- <laughs> We're doing Review of the Week, Review of the Week! Review of the Week! Review of the Week! It was a who's hard choice. Who's talking to us? Who's every, yeah. who's, who's, let's, uh, yeah, I want to hear what people are saying. Glennis Liz Decor, again, I'm sure I'm ruining that, but... Glennis Liz Decor says, you guys rock, all in capitals. Thanks for being open and honest with the little hearts emoji. So not only do we love your reviews, but I love when you add like the little heart emojis to them because it's, <laughs> it just makes me feel no, good. I'm sorry. It makes you feel really, it makes you sound really old, Diane. Does it? I love your, I love your emojis. <laughs> I love you guys' emojis. They're so cute. Is that what we call them? What are they? <laughs> no, they are. They're emojis, aren't they? They're, they're emojis? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I love the little heart. Well, you know. I know. I like them, too. I used to have to draw that stuff, and now we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I know. We used to fold up the paper and like, write the yeah. little hearts with the little arrow through it. <sighs> exactly. Remember the now fancy it- way to fold the paper where you could like fold it into like a I used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Now that we're showing how old we are, but I know, but that is our review of the week. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Glennis Liz. It really helps a lot. It It helps us a lot. Yes. Thank you. And we have, this is probably the most exciting episode. It really is. That we've ever done. Yeah. So I don't know, you guys, a lot of people knew that last, well, this is the beginning of this month. We ran a photo contest and we got over 400 photos. It was agony. We had to narrow it down to 10 photos. Abby almost um, got divorced. I almost got divorced. Um, my, <laughs> my husband became very involved. And it was like, we just went back and forth. Oh, my God. And so we narrowed it down to 10 photos after a lot of heartache. Um, and we posted the 10 photos on and everyone in the community voted. And the photo with the most votes, um, their prize was to be the very first guest on the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. We've never had a guest before. That's like been a long time trying to figure out how to do this because yes. Diane and I are in separate cities. New um, territory so, for our podcast. Yes, very new territory for some technically, you know, troubled folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> put it mildly, yeah. So we, the winner was Rebecca with her... A, beautiful photo um sort of a collage photo of herself um breastfeeding her baby in the NICU um the first time he latched after several weeks of not feeding and that one won by quite a lot and so she's our first guest today and we get to talk to her it's uber exciting it is it is really cool um but it's an amazing story. And, you know, the pictures, I just have to say something about these pictures again, because we are so overwhelmed yeah. by them. I know. I don't think, yeah, I know. It's hard to express exactly how overwhelmed, how overwhelming of a of thing it was. And we all had our favorites. And it was just like these pictures were just coming in. And, I mean, your husband got involved where you guys were, like, arguing over who should be the winner or whatever mm-hmm. you guys were doing, trying to pick who was going to be in the top ten. Yeah. Um. My husband was like, can see the emails coming in on our email account, you know, because he 
Well, yeah. I think after that whole situation, he stopped monitoring it. Yeah, he's but like, I'm not checking this anymore. He was like, too- do you know you have 300 emails in your email? Do you know you've got, do you know, do you, are, are you looking at these emails? And I'm like, stop talking to me. Like, it's fine. We got it. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. <laughs> That's the point. It's part of the, it's part of the game. But it was like, there was so, they were amazing. Like, I couldn't believe how amazing these pictures I couldn't were. believe it. I couldn't believe it. I thought, you know, like I've been doing this for a long time now. My big thing has been sharing photos and seeing photos on social media and there were photos on there that blew me away oh my god i mean i was like these these photos are amazing um and even um you know when with rebecca she was like there were so many amazing photos on there i can't believe i was picked you know it's just yeah it, yeah it got to the point where we got to the point where my husband and i were like we're gonna have to change this from 10 to 20 because we just can't work with 10 photos it's not gonna work we can't fit all of these (laughs) great photos into a 10 into 10 slots and as soon as I had made that decision I was like relieved and then I realized that you cannot upload more than 10 photos to Instagram at a time oh my god and I was like oh no no we got to go back we got to go back and that's when we were like, okay, I have to eliminate this photo and then my husband and I are like oh my god walking into separate rooms like it it was nuts (laughs) It was nuts. <laughs> and I know, like, you had sent me a text, and I was out in the hot tub, I think. And I was like, yeah. oh, sorry, uh-huh. I missed it. I was in the hot tub. And you're like, well, while you're kicking it in the hot tub, me and my <laughs> husband are getting divorced over this contest. I was like, oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> it was, like, crazy. Yep. It was crazy. And then, of course, we're like, all right, we'll do it again in another month. So uh-huh. if you didn't win. <laughs> yeah. So we, we decided we decided every month was too much. It's just too much. Yeah. But we decided quarterly we're going to do this. And it's yeah. going to be so much fun. And we're going to get to talk to so many of you. And not just with photo contests. Because now we're getting, you know, we're getting more of an understanding on how we can work with Diane and I being in separate cities and having guests. And so we're going to be able to talk to yeah. more of you. But today we're talking to Rebecca. And we are so excited because she's a beautiful person with a beautiful story and a beautiful baby and all of that yeah and so let's get to it the basis oh go ahead oh i was gonna say the basis behind the pictures was what did breastfeeding mean to you yes good point and um so what we wanted to do was when we picked our winner or when you guys picked our winner because it was a community that picked our winner we want to hear the story behind that picture you know we want to hear everything about what led up to that picture and how you felt with that and and what was going on around it. And I even asked her who took the picture, you know, because it's like, that's an important piece of it too. So, so yeah. So I would love to, let's share her story. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. How you doing? Good. Thanks so much for doing this with us. I'm like so flattered. This is awesome. (laughs) Now, do you normally listen to the podcast or did you just happen to... Get into the um, I honestly have just re-downloaded the podcast app on my phone. Like, I don't really know much about them. Um, so, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she you're... had reached out to me She um, about this contest, actually. Um, so she told me, you know, that she wanted, like, Nikki babies represented because I had sent her my little story back when I had my son. And um, I was like, absolutely, like, I would love to be um, entered in a contest. Like, I never do things like this, you know, <laughs> enter in, like, Instagram contests or anything. Yeah. Um, 
so I did. And then, you know, I, I just happened to win. So, you know, this was the prize. So I was like, all right, awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations. There was some yeah, amazing pictures you. that were brought in too. So it's really yes, cool. I know they were, uh, they really were like, I really was like, wow, it's so awesome that it's just so many different walks of life that really were represented in all the pictures that it's so relatable to everybody, you know? No, it's amazing. But thank you so much for sharing your story with us, too, because it's, you know, it, it's such an important thing. So um, start. would you start by telling us the story of your pregnancy? Sure, of course. Absolutely. Um, so I um, got pregnant back um, in October last year and um, just had a pretty normal pregnancy. Um, I didn't go into labor on my own um, when I was due, technically. Um, so they told me that I was due July 12th when I really thought I was due July 15th. So mm -hmm. July 12th came along and they were like, oh, no, we have this as your due date. Um, you know, they I guess they don't tell you if they change it within like a week. Oh. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, from what I thought, it was not now, but whatever. So then they asked me, you know, you know, at this point I can be induced. And I was like, you know, I really would like to not be um, induced if I don't have to be. So I kept going back like, you know, every week. And then at 42 weeks, the doctor was like, you know, you, we, we have to induce you now, you know, it's not good for the baby and um, this that, and the third. So I was really upset because I, you know, I really wanted to have that in my mind experience of, you know, going into labor, your water breaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. That whole thing. So right. um, I was kind of bummed. Um, but anyway, I went to the hospital the next morning and um, they started inducing me with just, you know, the pill that I guess gets your contractions going and your cervix going because I wasn't even dilated at all. Oh, okay. Like the baby didn't want to come out. <laughs> he was just hanging out in there. Um, so, it was cozy. Um, they, yeah, they started that. Um, they let me even eat at um, one point during the day. And it was just so crazy because um, right after I ate, it was like my body knew that it was not going to be a good thing. And I just vomited every single thing that I had in oh my, my body. Gosh. It was like so horrible. Um, and then after that, the doctor was like monitoring me and she noticed that the baby wasn't responding well. And I was having very light contractions um, and he wasn't really responding well. So she was like, you know, we're going to hold off on the second dosage of that um, medication until we, you know, see that he's going to be responding well. So that didn't end up happening. So basically she called it for an emergency C-section oh. and about an hour and a half later, she delivered him and he was, uh, he had the cord wrapped around his neck because he was in distress. Mm. So because of that, he ended up making his first bowel movement inside me and when he took his first breath he aspirated oh, all the meconium okay so that ended up turning into a whirlwind of you know normally when it happens to babies it's not on a very large scale and they end up being okay after just you know getting suctioned out and putting on oxygen but the amount that he ended up ingesting was so much that um he you know had to be intubated and he was flown to um Westchester Medical Center um the same night that he was born so I didn't even get to 
hold him for like the first, you know what I mean? Like I didn't even get to see him for at least two days and hold him for at least a week after that because he was intubated. Um, so it was really tough because I wanted to, you know, breastfeed. Um, so now he was that was pretty much the pregnancy. How far? Oh my goodness! How far was the other hospital from where you were, had where you had delivered him? Um, I live in Newburgh, which is Orange County, and Westchester is about I would say an hour away. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have traffic and you're like smooth sailing, it's, it's like an hour. Oh. Um, but so he was airlifted there. Um, now, so did they you... just take them in whatever way that is more, you know, quick to get them there. So did you have to stay, did you get to go with him or did you have to stay at the hospital that you were at? No, I had to stay at the hospital. Um, this was at like one thirty in the morning that the neonatologist came to my room and told me that um, they really weren't equipped at the hospital to handle him so that he was going to have him airlifted. And how old was um, he at so that I, point? You know, how long had he been? He was, he was only probably like five hours old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when did you get to go um, to the hospital where he was? I got discharged pretty quickly, actually. My um, OBGY, one of the OBGYNs in the group that I had went to, that was on that day came in and he was like, listen, your incision looks good. He was like, I know you want to be with your baby. This was the day I was in the hospital for about two days. Um, and he was like, do you want to go? He, he said, normally I would keep you for like another day. He was like, but if you want to go, you can go. And I was yeah. like, yeah, definitely. So they discharged me that day around noon. And then I went home really quick. I changed, I got something to eat and I went right to the hospital to be with him. Um, so the first couple of days I, um, oh, so as soon as I did that, my, thankfully I had the help of my sister and stuff and she filled out the application for the Ronald McDonald's house for me. So within the first couple of days that he was at the hospital, I had gotten a room at the Ronald McDonald's house. Um, so I came, I had packed up a huge bag of stuff. Yeah. And I went there that same night and I took my pump and, I um, was, you know, I had a huge supply at the hospital already. Um, And at that point, he wasn't really even able to eat because basically I didn't have anything pumped when he was first born. Um, And they weren't even worried about feeding him because of all the other stuff that was going on with him. So when they finally were ready to, they didn't have any like colostrum or, or anything. And he didn't qualify for donor milk because he wasn't a preemie. So um, they had to give him formula, um, which he threw. They only gave him five milliliters of formula, and he threw it all up eventually throughout that day. So they ended up not feeding him anything, but they were washing his belly out with, like, sterile water. Um, for a couple of days um, until they were, he was stable enough to try and get fed again. Okay. So by that point, I had had a huge supply already formed. So he, they gave him breast milk and he ate that right up and he has not stopped eating. <laughs> He's just, he just gotten hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. So um, it was about two weeks that he was in the NICU before he was finally able to latch. But I mean, he was just like, I mean, a, a champion. He just latched right away. Right. So he just took right to it. So tell me how often 
or when did you start pumping and how often were you pumping until he was able to latch? I was pumping every three to four hours um, when I was at the hospital um, and I was basically delivering it to the hospital. Unless it was nighttime, I would like go down to the refrigerator and put it in there, but I would, I would pretty much pump and then deliver it to the hospital. And um, after, you know, after a certain, you know, after he got to like a certain strength, they, they were letting me, like do skin to skin with him and then feeding him through the feeding tube with the little syringe. So that was nice. Okay. Um, how old was he before you were able to do skin to skin and hold him? Um, he was probably about, I would say two and a half to three weeks old oh within that range before you could hold him. Yeah. Um, no, he was, he was younger than that, that I was able to hold him, but it was only, you know, they're on a very regimented schedule when they're in the NICU because of the way that they feed them and the way that they, you know, he needed rest because he was, you know, not, he was not well, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How stressful for you though. So he was about he was able to latch at about three weeks, and you could bring him home at about four weeks. So for that week that you were still in the NICU, he just continued to breastfeed, or did they still have to give him? How how did that no, go? Like he, in the beginning, um, it was it was actually pretty difficult. Um, I mean, they were extremely accommodating as far as the nursing staff calling me when he was ready to eat or like, you know, informing me of his schedule, you know, when they make their rounds mm-hmm. is, um, you know, when, you know, they change his diaper and, you know, so I was able to go and change his diaper and, you know, basically like take care of him while he was there. Um, but, you know, it got hard in the middle of the night. And um, also there was a time in between, um, I think it was like from six o'clock to eight, eight o'clock in the morning and at night where they would like change shifts. So you weren't able to go during those times. Um, but anyway, I was like, I'd be sleeping or something like that. I would pump during that time. Um, but it got a little difficult because, you know, sometimes there was like an uncomfortable chair. There wasn't like really like much comfort as far as that's concerned. And, you know, I would be tired. He was so small and tired and, you know, they recommend like 15 minutes each side and he would be like falling asleep even within that time. So, um, uh, they were still encouraging me to pump and feed him through the bottle, um, for a little while, you know, they were letting me latch and then I would finish feeding him cause he would still be hungry sometimes when he was done latching, finish up feeding him with the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was in the beginning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so did you ever worry about keeping your supply where it needed to be with just, you know, just pumping and the exhaustion and the worry and the stress and, um, in the beginning it was fine, but there was a point that, um, my supply just stopped being enough and they're definitely, and, um, they're definitely, that was not not very early on. I would say at about two months, um, two and a half months, it kind of either he started eating more or I stopped producing as much or kind of both of those things happened at the same time. Um, so I just stopped producing as much and they had to start supplementing him with formula. So it got me very upset because obviously that wasn't 
uh, you know, that wasn't in my plan. Right. But um, at the same time, I, you know, I don't want him to be hungry and things like that. And I was doing everything that I could on my end to produce, you know, I met with the lactation counselors. I was, you know, taking that fenugreek, I'm drinking a ton of water, you know, I'm eating oats and doing all this stuff, like looking at pictures of him when I'm pumping and, you know, trying to go and latch him as much as I could at the hospital. So it just was like, you know, like you said, exhaustion after a while, it was just like, okay, you know what, he needs this and this is what's going to work for me. So that's what we ended up doing. And that's what we still do till this day. Um, but you know, we still have our time when he latches and, you know, I still pump to keep my supply up because sometimes he's a little bit lazy. So he doesn't (laughs) want to, you know what I mean? He doesn't want to, um, latch enough to help my milk come down because he'll just fall asleep, you know? So (laughs) I end up pumping so that way I can at least keep the little supply that I do have going so that he still gets some breast milk because that's still important to me. And, it's so important to him too. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so since you've been home, have you kind of gotten into a better routine? Things have been a little bit better. I'm sure much better than being at the NICU, but, um, as far as breastfeeding. Um, it's, it's really nice. We definitely have our thing is definitely laying down together in bed. Um, I breastfeed him other places like, um, but he's so little, so I don't take him out much, especially because, um, you know, he has a pulmonologist and, you know, they, you know, they recommend to not try to get like put him in situations that's going to make him get sick. So I try to keep him away from, you know, things so Mm -hmm. he doesn't get sick um if he doesn't have to um so I really am home a lot with him so laying in bed together it's it's kind of our routine our thing you know I I nurse him for a little while and if he falls asleep I kind of lay with him and just take a nap and relax and then if he you know needs more I'll give him a bottle and you know things like that um, so you're able so to have that great bonding time with him that you really exactly. did not get at all in the NICU it, Oh yeah, exactly. That's, he's such a mama's boy. Like <laughs> I swear he is so good. He will not hear a peep out of him. If he's being held, he's like a saint. The minute you put oh. him down, that's when like his other side comes out and he's like <laughs> a fussy and things like that. I mean, he's still good for a little while, but he's definitely an affectionate baby. Like he likes contact. Oh, so yeah. What originally made you want to breastfeed? Um, well, my sister breastfed um, my nieces and I've had friends that breastfed and I just, you know, always felt like if I do have a baby that, you know, it's something I definitely want to get at least give a try. Um, because that's what your body is made for. So it's, it's cool. You know, it was like (laughs) intriguing to me that that's what happens naturally. It's just all set up for that purpose. So it was amazing. And you had a great role model about it. You had a great role model too, which is really nice when you have that family support and, you know, somebody to look up to and ask questions to and, and all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, my sister had a breast pump that she had left over and saved just in case, like, because I have another sister as well. So just in case, like, either of us had a baby, 
And um, she actually was able to give it to me because I didn't have a breast pump and I was scrambling to get one from my uh, breastfeeding consultant and mm. stuff like that. So it was great because she was able to give it to me um, oh, that's so that I would have something. Yeah. Until I got one. So what does breastfeeding come to mean to you? Um, it's really a nurturing feeling for me. Um, I really feel like I have such a more like closeness with my son than, you know, I don't like to ever compare or judge any other situation, but it just really is like, I even feel different when I do give him his bottle. Like sometimes I'll still like enjoy giving him his bottle. Like if I don't have like a shirt on, I'll do that because that makes me feel closer to him too, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's a feeling that I'm, I'm supplying him with also a feeling of security and closeness to me and that he identifies me as somebody who's going to nurture him and care for him and feed him, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Is, um, was there ever a time for that whole month that you were in the NICU that you were afraid you weren't going to be able to breastfeed him? Yes. Absolutely. That that was when my um, when my breast milk came in, I was so relieved. And and when I was not able to have him latch for quite some time, I was so afraid that it was going to stop coming in. And it really made me so determined to keep pumping. Um, and the nurses were so like helpful and encouraging with that, too. They were like, just, you know, go and pump. And, you know, like I would be spending time with him and they would like say, like, you know, go pump and you know, come back and, you know, so we'll feed him for you, you know, so you, you know, they were really helpful. Oh, that's so um, good. That's great. Cause it is such a stressful yeah. situation overall. Um, so yeah, you really do need support. It's, you, it's crazy you to say, but you do. <laughs> it's awful. Um, so who took that beautiful picture? Uh, one of the nurses, actually, that was the very first time that he latched. Um, oh. and she was so like, she was just so happy because um, he had a new nurse like every day, basically, but they had like 12 hour shifts. So they were with him for a very long time throughout the day. Um, so you would get to know them and they would get to know you. And he's like a little ladies man. So they just <laughs> ate him up. They loved him so much. And it was funny because he wasn't a preemie. So he looked enormous compared to the other babies that were in the NICU because yeah. most of them were preemie babies. Um, oh my gosh. He was like the big kid on the block. So it was so funny. Um, so how much did he weigh when he was born? What was his, what day was he born? What was his birthday? He, he was born July 26th. Okay. And at how, 8.03. 8.03. Yeah. And how much did he weigh? Seven pounds, six ounces. Wow. So he was a, a good-sized baby for the NICU. Yeah, he was 19 inches. Yeah, oh my he gosh. was a good-sized boy. Yeah. Oh, and now he's, well, he has to go to the doctor, but the last time he went, he was 12 pounds, six ounces. Oh, my gosh. And, 20, and 24 inches. He's wow. smiling. Yes, big boy. Yes. <laughs> and he's your first baby, right? Yes, first and only. First and only. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what's his name? Tell us what his full name is. Onyx Nicola Lafino. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, Thank congratulations. You. You've done an amazing job. It is really Thank hard. I so mean, much. the challenges that come up for breastfeeding mamas 
regardless, can be really, really difficult to deal with day by day. But when you have something like the NICU and a sick baby and you're so worried and you're just trying to heal, you had such a traumatic delivery and you're trying to heal from that on top of everything else, it is amazing that you were able to do everything that you did. Thank I mean, I hope so you much. look back at that, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what an amazing thing I did for my child because it really is. Uh, you have no idea. I've never been a diary writer or like with anything, but I actually had gotten advice from one of the NICU nurses and she said, just write everything down. I'm telling you it'll help you. And I actually did. And every day that he was there, I wrote like a detailed entry, right, like right down to how much I was pumping and when I fed him and how long. So it's cool because I have that to look back on, like, and like you just said, like, and just think about, like, wow, I made it through that. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's a really great, um, that's a really great suggestion. I love that she suggested that you do that. And now you do have it to look back on and yeah. think about. And, you know, I know it's a difficult time to remember, but it was the first month of his life. So it's exactly. always going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, the nurses, like, it. I always had respect for nurses, but they just like blew me out of the water, like from the way that they treated you as a parent to him as a patient and a baby, like, you know, because he is a baby, even though he's a patient of the hospital, like they really just treated them so delicately. And like, it's just, it made it so much easier because if it wasn't made as easy as it was by them, I don't know how I would have gotten through it. I really don't. The hospital was incredible. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for calling me and asking <laughs> and sharing it for me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and we I love cannot. You guys so much. Oh, we cannot wait to get this out there. So, um, hopefully, it will come out. We'll, you know, we'll definitely let you know when we're airing it. But hopefully, it'll be next week. So we'll let yeah, you know for sure. Do. Stay yeah. in touch. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it again. No problem. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween to you too. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so awesome. That was so awesome. I loved hearing her story. It was so inspirational. She's I'm so happy for her amazing. and her baby that they're... Yes. You know, it's so... I, I've talked to, um, you know, doing this for as long as I've been doing it, so many Nikki moms and it's just it's such a difficult thing that you can't even relate to unless you're there and she mentioned you know a couple of times about how it's so you know it's so hard it's loud it's noisy it's you know there's so much going on there you're trying to pump you're worried about your baby you're trying to recover from having your baby like there's so much yeah. happening and it's so hard to keep your focus and you just you know, you need a good support system and just keep, you know, keep that focus on what you're doing for your baby. It's so hard, but she, she really made it work. She did amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was so awesome listening to her story and we hope that you enjoyed it too. Yeah. And we'd love to hear your comments on it or your feedback. Yes, yes, yes. Please share your experience with us. You can share it in the review section at iTunes, and you can also share it on our website currently under construction and bigger and better and oh my amazing God. coming. Um, but just hold on. You can still visit badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com um, and check out um, sponsor links and promo codes and all of our other episodes. Um, but like I said, this um, 
some construction, but it'll be done soon. And, and you'll love it. Yes, you will. You will love it. And thanks so much. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.